everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of One Controller Report Podcast. I'm Benjamin Yoder. I'm here to talk to you today about video games. I was not here last week. Um, I forgot I was going out of town and did not make any plans. And, uh, yeah, it just is, uh, just something I forgot to think about, so I kind of just left it hanging. I didn't really post anywhere that I wasn't going to post the podcast because I don't think anyone's really listening to this right now. And if they are, well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I'm here this week. I'm actually sick, but because I missed last week, I wanted to go ahead and uh, do something so my voice might sound pretty bad. Um, I actually was planning on recording audio for a video this morning. But um, now that I'm sitting here hearing my voice, uh, it's probably not the best idea. <laughs> so I might I might push that off to next week and then try to just get like an article up this week and then try to get a video put together um, with a bad audio track. And then when I go to fix it, anything, you'll just hear my voice normally in between sounding sick. Perfect. Great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, pulling myself back together. Got back to work yesterday, and, uh, hopefully we'll be into work this week as well. So, uh, let's go ahead and start with news, like a, a quick news story. Um, Model is Soft, uh, basically put up a recruiting page. Saying that they're working on a new title, uh, a new title that they said falls outside of their brand image. If you're not familiar with Monolith Soft, um, they did the more recently the Xenoblade series between Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles X, and Xenoblade Chronicles Two that comes out later this year on the Switch. Uh, and in the past, they worked on uh, Botan Kaitos, Xenosaga. Uh, they had some involvement in uh, the Project Crosszone series, and then. Um, yeah, some other some other JRPGs here and there, um, and so w- one thing I really love about this company is they make fantastic battle systems for RPG games. Um, let me say that again because I, I mumbled it, and I yes, live recording. Um, they make fantastic battle systems for RPG games. So so that's that's what I've always kind of followed them for. They're really unique. Um, and I'd say Xenoblade's definitely the more conservative battle system they've ever done, but it's also been the most successful series they've done. <laughs> um, so it's it's been kind of disappointing to see them run with Xenoblade more than anything, uh, just because I like Xenoblade a lot, but it doesn't really incite the same kind of excitement I get whenever they put on a new a new game in the series that has like a a new game uh, that has like a new new battle system and everything like that so this is actually not an RPG it sounds like sounds like it's more like an action game might be an action RPG we'll see Um, they just put out some artwork for it Um, so I'm I'm just happy to see something that I'm I'm hoping is not a Xenoblade Chronicles related thing because we've been it's been like 10 years since Xenoblade Chronicles originally came out? Or no, it's not been 10. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. Um, so, so yeah, just, there's not a ton to say. It's just a recruiting page, and there's some artwork with a guy with a sword, unsurprisingly, and then another guy with a sword and more metal armor. So, or that's a, is that a lady and a sword? 
with a sword? I don't know. Person with the sword. Anyways. So, I'm excited they're working on something that is not Xenoblade, hopefully. Um, but there's no guarantee this game will come together. They announced a uh, Nintendo 3DS game uh, a long time ago uh, in a very similar fashion. They just posted some artwork up and said, Hey, come come work for us, please. Please come work for us and work on this 3DS game. And that never came to be. I don't think we ever saw anything about it ever again. Um, I'm surprised... I might need to look into it, see if anyone ever asks them about it again, because I don't think I've ever seen any kind of story surrounding it. Ooh. I'm a little tired, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to cough now. <coughs> Pardon moi. Um... So, so one thing, I mean, a lot of the stuff is going to be, I'm, like, super familiar with, um, but... I always am surprised when I find out about something that I, I was completely oblivious about, uh, like a company or a series that I should probably have known. Um, one of my favorite things to do is go to Japanese websites and look at Japanese mobile games and learn about them. Um, they can be pretty exciting uh, to figure out or to, to kind of look at because I, I'll, I'll never play them. I mean, I could, but I have to jailbreak my phone, which I'll do eventually. I would like to actually sit down and play these games sometimes, but I do like sitting there exploring a, a mobile environment that, that I almost nobody seems to cover over here, except for occasionally you do see some stories pop up, especially if it's part of a long-term brand. Um, and this series that I, I was looking at actually, or this uh, mobile game I was looking at is actually part of a long-running series. Um, it's called uh, Metal Saga. And I had no idea what this series was. Apparently, it's also called Metal Max, and it's like the mobile version is the 10th entry in the series. And it's this uh, military JRPG kind of thing, and in a way that's not like uh, not like Tank Girls or, or Airplane Girls. It's just kind of this... this it, it honestly doesn't look that different. It's, it's weird for... It's weird in the way like niche JRPGs were weird during like the during like the the i'd say like the 90s but it's it has like this realistic military style that's a weird contrast to that as well so <laughs> this mobile game um is essentially just a a version of that like little rpg where you run around with your character and you get equipment and stuff like that um it's got these little cute little chibi i don't know cell shade is not the right word but it's kind of got like this uh nice uh low poly um simplistic coloring uh style um and so i was looking at this game there's this little dog with a can on his back i was like this this looks pretty cool like you just run around this little overworld and you get in random encounters and you shoot things um but i didn't realize kind of how crazy it was until i started looking into the history of the the series when i found out it was the 10th entry in a a a series going back to I think the Famicom. It might have been a Japanese PC game, but I think it was a Famicom was the first one. Um, and I saw that there was one that actually came out on the PlayStation Two in uh, North America, and it's a really silly game from what I can tell. You're like this, <laughs> you're like these three kids like piloting tanks, and then you're like fighting giant, uh, like. Uh, apes and giant like like getting chased by like a semi-truck thing kind of like sonic but then you're like shooting at them <laughs> um it's just really ridiculous and i ended up buying it 
the PlayStation 2 game that came out here uh, that is simply called Metal Saga. Uh, I ended up buying it. It's actually pretty cheap. Like I, For PlayStation 2 Atlas JRPGs that I've never heard of, I fully expect going to the Amazon page and being like, oh, it's going to be like $120 for a used disc copy. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like 30 bucks for a new copy, 35 bucks, something like that. It was cheap. So I picked up a copy so I can never play it because I am a dumbass and I never play my video games because I don't, because I keep myself busy all the time. And by busy, I mean very lazy all the time. So there's one thing, one thing I kind of wish I, I looked into more was like, um, Kind of the mix with like military and uh, otaku culture. There's like there's like a crossover there um, that I feel like I don't really fully understand. <laughs> um, you know, you see like the neat the neat squad, and then I was at a where was it? Shoot, what con was that? It was a bad con. Mm, well, anyways, it was a video game con in Las Vegas. And I saw a group of guys that were just full on uh, military cosplay. It's it's a a neat fascination that I don't really see where the crossover comes in. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this game definitely seems to kind of fit itself into that place a little bit. Okay, let's do let's do let's do a fortune cookie. Let's open a fortune cookie today. I think I've done this every time, but it's probably my favorite segment, just because I have no idea what I'm going to get. And I'm ill-prepared today, because I did not bring up the website to do my fortune cookie. I'm not even logged in, so we're going to we're gonna submit, go to my fortune cookie, and then we're going to check all. I will uncheck unplayed games, because I have not played those, and I have nothing to say about them. It's, good. it's a good one. This is a good one. I like... So, I actually did a video about, video about this game? Yes, I did a video about this game. Uh, Shadow of Destiny, which is like an early PS2 Konami game. Um, this game is fantastic if you like early... Like, late 90s, early 2000s voice acting. <laughs> It's an, an adventure game where you're uh, trying to prevent your own death and you, you travel back and forth in time to basically uh, try to stop your murderer from trying to kill you. Um, and one of the things I absolutely love about this game is um, the voice acting, It I always hate saying it's so bad it's good. And there's definitely times it's really bad, but I, I love how it sounds. It just, <laughs> it's just so stiff and awkward and I love it. And, um, but there, there is actually one voice in the game I do think is really good. Uh, and that's for Homunculus, which is like a demon that, uh, that, uh, is, gives you the time traveling powers to save your own life. Um, and it's actually the voice of Charles Martinet who does uh, Mario's voice. <laughs> so it's like this devilish voice. It's like... I'm, that was great. Perfect impression. 100%. You should just go watch a trailer for Shadow of Destiny to actually hear what his voice sounds like. Not the PSP version. PSP version has different voice acting. Uh, but yeah, I, I I just love the voice acting for this game. And and it's one of those games that um it encourages you to get multiple endings. 
I think there's like uh, at least six endings or something like that. Um, and what I like about it is that each ending kind of sheds additional light on the story. Um, but then there's also like a point where you have to stop saying like stop thinking too hard about it. Like any time traveling story doesn't make any sense. Like almost always time traveling stories have problems with them. Um, but you you kind of figure out and learn this really weird complex history um and how it's being manipulated um to try to uh to alter the course of history for the main character i think his name's like ian kush or something like that um and so i just i just really love it and and i would say the game part is not that exciting you just basically walk around a town teleport between time periods and then occasionally solve some pretty pretty simple puzzles um in a lot of ways i actually compare it to gone home which i spoke about a while ago and i think i might have mentioned shadow of destiny in that video or in that podcast um but uh but I just love the I just love the characters in this game. It's just it's just everything's so off kilter. There's like this really weird, almost like circus, like demonic circus style soundtrack that goes with the game. I it's just very very off kilter, and I there's nothing quite like it that I can think of um, in terms of just like the style, tone, and gameplay. Um, if you're a fan of something like like Shenmue. Maybe not as like a diehard fan of like, oh my god, I love Shenmue. But if there's like elements of Shenmue you love, you know, where you're walking around, there's some some pretty bad voice acting, but like some enjoyable characters in that cast. Um, I would I would definitely recommend checking out Shadow Destiny. It's pretty cheap. I I think if you if you can stomach a, a an adventure game, which maybe that's the bad wording. Adventure games aren't bad. They're just very difficult to get into. I think sometimes. Um, but if you, if you can do an adventure game, I recommend Shadow of Destiny, especially if you love like 90s and 2000s, uh, bad voice acting. And I think, I just love how all the story comes together. Um, I guess that's all I really have to say about Shadow of Destiny. I love that game. You should play it. Um, definitely. 100%. I made a video about it. You should go watch my video about it. I'll put it in the, in the notes here. Um, and maybe I'll put a trailer in there as well, because there's just like a very distinct style of that game uh, that I think comes off really well in the trailers. So I think that's going to do it for this week for the most part. Sorry, I feel kind of, I, f- I feel really like <laughs> clogged up and out there and not really ready to talk. But um, I don't have a big window of time to do these these podcasts, unfortunately. Um, so just got to kind of take what you get at this point. Uh, it's better than nothing. So says the mighty number nine legend. Speaking of, I won't go into it, but my number nine is a real good game. I think I've mentioned this port. My number nine is a real good game. The PC version, at least. I, I can't see for the console versions, but the PC version of that game is a real good game. <laughs> Excuse me. I will maybe try to remember to cut that out um speaking of games that i uh that i personally love but many others don't i put up an article this week for kabuki warriors um generally considered one of the worst uh xbox fighting games of all time uh i would highly disagree with that but it's not a great fighting game but there's a very unique style to it i love the the look of the game and um 
And this time when I started writing about it, it actually made me kind of look into Kabuki theater a bit. And uh, there's actually this nice little 30-minute documentary, um, which is this is not related to video games. There's like a little 30-minute documentary on like Kabuki theater and like what, what things represent and like how the style is came to be in terms of like to like what they what certain things are meant to represent i guess anyways um yeah so kabuki warriors i put an article about that you should read it it's kind of rushed i'm sorry i I spent too much time playing battlegrounds it's the excuse i'm sorry (laughs) rest in peace um and then i can't remember if i mentioned this on the last show um but super panaball i put a video out for that um, which is a, a Dojin, uh, site, kind of super monkey ball kind of game, uh, where you like hit this little, uh, panda ball around, kind of like a golf ball. Um, it's cute and it's, it's fun and it's, it's like 10 bucks, I think. It's pretty cheap, I think. Um, and nobody's played it but me, apparently. And probably in Japan, someone's played it. I'm sure it's sold at like Comic Cat or something like that. Um, but I haven't seen anyone who bought the game in the Americas. On dlsite.com. Unofficial sponsor of the site. Seal. No, don't. <laughs> no, there's there's too much troublesome stuff on DLSite to, to call them an unofficial sponsor. Speaking of which, I probably should have mentioned in that video, DLSite is a not safe for work site. Um, so, so maybe, maybe don't go buy Super Panaball while you're at work. Just, I just started thinking about that. <laughs> um... So yeah, and I think that's it. Um, oh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I got my Nintendo Switch, finally. So I played through Snipper Clips. That was a good fun time. Maybe I'll talk about it someday. I don't know. I, I don't have a ton to say about it. It's cute. If you got nothing to do and two players and spare $20 that you don't care being used for just like a couple hours of entertainment, um, it's a fun game. Uh, and then I have Splatoon 2, which I have not been playing because Battlegrounds, because I'm a dumbass. And I just play Battlegrounds all the time. <sighs> Alright, well, I guess that's going to be it for this week. Um, hopefully the audio is okay. Again, I'm sick, so it could be kind of a mess. Uh, I noticed my chair was squeaking a bit during this, so I'm hoping that didn't get picked up. Um, but I'll go ahead and tighten the, the little like little nuts on this chair. And make sure it doesn't squeak as much next time. Uh, so it's at least not distracting for me. And hopefully it wasn't distracting for you. So I'll see you guys next week, and you guys have a good time this week. Enjoy. Oh, wait, I forgot. I'm not gone yet. I'm sorry. Uh, GameStop Expo is tomorrow. Um, just heads up, I record these on Saturday, and I post them on Monday. So there is yesterday for you, um, GameStop Expo. So I, I will maybe talk about some stuff next week. I don't, I'm not great at the preview kind of coverage. I, I don't know. It feels kind of pointless at times. We'll see. I don't know if I'll get anything out of it, and uh, uh, you guys know how long it takes me to get some of this garbage done. Like, that Spectrobes video, I think I originally wrote in, like, 2015. It's ridiculous. I'm Hopefully that's not going to be the case going forward, as I kind of try to work through a lot of this stuff, but, ugh, I take forever to get stuff done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I'll be going to GameStop Expo. I will have gone to Game by GameStop Expo as you heard this. Um, so maybe next week I'll have some kind of uh, thoughts or impressions to talk about it. But otherwise, I don't really have anything else to say. So again, thank you guys for listening and have a good week. Bye.